Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and we are over halfway through our Ennea Summer 2019. Enneagram numbers one through five have already released with another episode as well from Suzanne Stabile. And today on the show are our friends, the Enneagram Sixes, Kate and Josh. The music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. Ryan O'Neill, also known as Sleeping at Last. And this is the instrumental version of the Enneagram Six song. It is so beautiful. And as you will hear Josh mention, the lyrics mean so much to Sixes. So make sure you get a chance to go read that, listen to all the songs, make sure you buy some of Ryan O'Neill's music. His stuff is so, so good. I'm so happy to have Kate and Josh on the show today, both representing a little bit of different kinds of sixes, but both having a lot in common. You'll hear a couple of high fives and calling each other best friends as they listen to each other. So my hope today is as you listen to this episode about sixes, you will grow in understanding and sympathy and empathy and kindness towards your sixes. But we'll start off as we always do with our good friend, Beth McCord, kind of giving us an overview about our sixes. All right, friends, let's learn about Enneagram Sixes from our dear friend, Beth McCord, YourEnneagramCoach.com, Your Enneagram Coach with Beth. You're coming out with like 45 courses for couples. Yes. So there's a course for every couple type. Oh, that's brilliant. That Deep is dive. very helpful. It's going to... Coming out this summer. Yes. It's, okay. It's going to blow their mind away. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Um, that is awesome. Okay. Tell me about Sixes. Give us like an overview of Sixes. Okay. So Sixes, their core fear is fear itself, not being uh, supported, guided, or um, being blamed, targeted. Um, and so sixes, what they're desiring is literally to be supported, having security and guidance. Mm. And where this comes from is their core weakness, anxiety. And why they have anxiety, a big reason, is they have an internal committee. So if anyone listened to the first podcast on type ones, we talked about one loud inner critic for them. Right. Okay. But the sixes have an internal committee. Uh, like on um, Inside Out. Yes. Okay. Though we all kind of have that to some degree. But, or I think my husband's a six and he says, it's like parliament in England where, you know, the person's speaking, you uh-huh. know, and then everyone else in the audience starts yelling, starts yelling like different Aww. random things. And you're like, I don't know who to listen to. Right. Like they're telling like, what about this? What about that? What could be this? Did you remember that? Did you plan for this? Did you plan for that? I mean, that's mm. what the inner committee is constantly doing. So why that brings up anxiety is like, well, which one should I listen to? Mm-hmm. Like which direction should I go? So they feel that they have to go outside themselves to find guidance and support um, because the inner committee is so brilliant. So they have a lot of self-doubt. Now there's a My wide- six wing. I mean, this rings really true really for true. me. Really true, yeah. Now, there's a wide spectrum of sixes. So there's the sixes that succumb to their fear and anxiety all the way to the other side where they push headlong into mm-hmm. it, and they can look very strong and determined and bold. Now, here's the thing. All sixes are courageous. Actually, they're the most courageous on the Enneagram because they're mm-hmm. showing up every day with these anxieties, and yeah. they're pushing through it. Yeah. Now, they don't feel courageous, and so when they hear this, they're like, wait, what? But think about it. I mean, if you were scared every day to some degree about just about everything, yeah. they're showing up. And it's so amazing. So that's really the gift that they bring us is bravery. Yeah. Okay. And so when they can learn how to navigate that inner committee, it's so beautiful and rich because they really have a lot of insight and discernment. They just don't know which one to trust. Mm-hmm. But when they get more focused on their true self and their inner core, they're able to know which one is the most dynamic and what's one, which one's the right guidance. And so and that's how what, does connecting with God help? Exactly. So that's what I like. So like the type one, we said, your inner critic is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't act that way. Yeah. And the same with the inner committee. The inner committee brings chaos, confusion, uncertainty, doubt. That's not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit brings clarity, guidance, support, peace, assurance. Mm. So when the type six feels that, they know that they're really tapping into their true self where the Holy Spirit is speaking. Okay. Now, the inner committee could still be there, but there it's a whole different sense. There's a peace. There's a groundedness. And we really want them to get there because they really have amazing discernment. Yes. And when they can go, I know this is what's true. I don't necessarily have to get guidance on the outside. Now, mm-hmm. being teachable is great, right? But we want them to learn how to step forward in faith and, and trust that, no, I have the knowledge mm-hmm. and I can make this decision. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we want to see from them. Okay. And, and go back to that gift they offer us of bravery. Oh, man, it's so my husband, my son, my mom, 
and my best friend are all like, oh my gosh, I know. I'm like, you love them. Yeah. I do. And they really, just to watch them battle with their inner committee and to show up every day yeah. is just amazing. So you really want sixes on your team because mm-hmm. they will go to bat for you. They're yeah. the loyalist, the committed, the hardworking, the responsible. Uh, they are going to literally shore you up. They're going to yeah. boost you up and cheer you on like yeah. no other. And when you know a six is on your team, just go with That's it. Right. Ride that wave. That's it is right. amazing. What should we listen for in this conversation? What will stand yeah. out with sixes? So listen for uncertainty. Okay. Listen to self-doubt. Some pauses to think through things. Um, a little bit of anxiety. But the biggest thing I want you to notice is that they showed up. Yeah. That they were brave to share with you like the authenticity of a six. And they are so authentic. Yep. Fours, sixes, and eights are some of the most authentic on the Enneagram. And just to hear their struggle is going to be really powerful for everyone else to hear. But then... Just that courageous bravery is unstoppable. Yeah, I'm thankful already. All right, let's listen to this conversation with our Enneagram Sixes, Kate and Josh. Okay, wait, so back up. Kate, you showed up (laughs) with piles of books and and notebooks, and you said to Josh, how do you have no notes? Right. And your answer, Josh, was? Oh, I secretly... Uh, I secretly looked over all of my notes in my moleskin in the parking lot that I arrived in 45 minutes early. You've been oh, here for 45 wow. minutes? Yeah. You wow. could have come up, Josh. Yeah, it's a front. Like, I wanted to make sure that I looked cool before I came in. Actually, the traffic, <laughs> that is the traffic so amazing. wasn't bad at all. Sixes, you guys. You got to be ready. You really do. You yeah, prepared. <laughs> prepared. Yeah, be prepared. Oh, I'm going to love this so much. You yeah. were 45 minutes early. Yeah. You came upstairs 15 minutes early. Kate, you arrived 10 minutes early. We're starting right. five minutes early. I would have been earlier, but my daughter, Juliet, swimming ear. Oh, oh. no. Swimmer's Jules. ear? Yeah. yeah. So I was so at the doctor sad. before this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Thank you both for doing this. I know that um, it has caused a little turmoil in your private lives <laughs> <laughs> to come and do this. But will you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Josh, just introduce yourself. First names yeah. only. Uh, what you do, married, single, kids, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So my name is Josh, uh, married, amazing wife, uh, who is a two okay. on the Instagram. Uh, so husband, uh, father of three. and How old are they? Uh, seven, five, and ten weeks old. Ten, ten weeks, weeks old? Yeah. Are you the, constantly concerned about her safety? Uh, oh, of course. Always. <laughs> Only play Senses. in the backyard, you know, scanning. Oh, I love y'all so yeah. much. Okay, keep going. Um, that's about it. Oh, uh, vocationally. So I'm yeah, a pa- yeah. What do you do? Yeah, I'm a pastor. Okay. Um, Kate, tell us about yourself. My name is Kate. I am married to David. He's an Enneagram Eight. Yes. Prayers. We will talk about prayers him on are the welcome. Show. Yes. <laughs> um, we have four children. Twelve, nine, seven, five. All girls. Yes, all girls. Just a house full of girls. House full of ladies. I love it. I'm pulling up on Enneagram app. What y'all go, I mean, y'all could tell me this, what you go to in health and unhealth. Uh, we go to a nine in health and a three in unhealth. Oh, yeah, that's right. Y'all are three, six, nine. Or always... you can draw from both, I hear. Okay. Okay, listen, for starters, sixes. We just have to jump right in because I'm just so thrilled y'all are here. Kate, you and I exchanged text messages <laughs> right, for the last five days. Uh-huh. And every time, Josh, I would say, you know I'm going to bring this up when you're on the show because no one else has done this. <laughs> I already know what you're about to say. I mean, she wanted to know everything about you. She wanted to know, is he phobic or non-phobic? <laughs> Which version of six is he? I mean, what was what was behind all that, Kate? It was all fine and good. I don't know. I just thought, like, will both of us be – or well, okay, sixes, first of all, are a walking contradiction. Okay. Right? Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, it's it's really hard. Like people talk about wings, they talk about bents right. and stuff like that. It's so hard to figure out like what that is. But for def- a six, particularly for for me. Yeah, why? For me, I don't know. I don't know. I've struggled with that, and I with one hundred percent a six. Like yeah, you like know it, like right. you know it. Oh, it read the took the test, read the book. I mean, it was one of those where I like looked, stopped, and like looked around to see if anybody was looking. Oh wow! And then I was like, "This is freaky." Mm-hmm. Like somebody's in my head. They're watching How me. How long ago? What made you get into Enneagram? Uh, I don't, I don't really remember. It was a thing that was kind of floating around the office. Um, a lot of the the ladies were talking about it, and they were doing it. And it was one of those. I think it's cool, like the personality tests and stuff, just yeah. to be able to take them and be like, "Oh, that's neat," you know. Yeah. And, um, a tool. It's not the gospel. We keep oh, reminding yes. people this is just yes. a tool. If you don't like it, no big deal. Yeah. It's just a tool. 
That's a, that's a huge. I'm so glad you said that. That's a huge disclaimer, especially being a six and then coming on here talking. Is the disclaimer for me personally is you know the gospel. My identity is in Christ. Yes. Not in my Enneagram number. Yes. And I think especially, I don't want to speak for everybody, but especially for a six, I mean, you can drift away from the truth of who God is and what he says about you to these stories. You kind of live in this story right. land. Or, oh. yeah, you can definitely question. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're writing stories in your mind. Oh, uh, yes, all day. That's. I mean, I don't want to jump the gun, but, yeah, that's, I mean... If you were to ask me what my my biggest struggle is, is being 100% present emotionally uh, where I'm at, like physically, because I can I can drift to writing stories the entire mm. time. Your hearts. Yeah. Do you feel any of that, Kate? Um, not necessarily when I'm with people, but when I'm alone, yeah, mm-hmm. like in the car or anything like that, I'm definitely drifting and mm-hmm. my mind's racing. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm with people. If it's in a restaurant, I'm mm-hmm. definitely aware of the exits yeah. and what's happening around us at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, someone walks in who's a little suspect. I will keep an eye on that person mm-hmm. and then find myself drifting out of like, Do you wait, ever feel safe? What did you just, I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at my house, I'm at home. I feel safe. Yeah. You um, feel the same, Josh? Yeah. Uh, that's so crazy. You just said that. Yeah. Um, I think of it as kind of you like you, you live in like, Code yellow, if you wanted to mm, use this kind of like a green, right. yellow, red thing. You live in code yellow. You live it, but at home, words. at home is my safe place. Like completely wow. at home, it's safe, and I'm there, and I don't. There's not much to to worry about unless I've allowed something to rob me right. of being present. It it's also so depends on that. who I'm with at a restaurant. Like if I'm with David, I definitely feel safer. Yeah, with that's him. Is that part does that help having David? Yeah, than a random person. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. Wow. Yeah, my dad is a six, and we just kind of, at this point, we just all know that he sits in the chair at the restaurant that looks at the door. It's just how it is. You just always mm-hmm. leave the one that looks at the door for mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. Kate, how'd you figure out you were a six? When did you and David get into the Enneagram jersey? Yeah, jersey. Jersey. Journey. <laughs> when did you and David get into the Enneagram Can journey? Can I get an Enneagram jersey? jersey? Can I have Can I get a jersey? Because I feel like y'all are early. In my life, y'all are some of the first people that we right. talked about. So we were at a retreat with Chris Hewitts. Yeah. And this was probably 2012. And um, he kind of brought everybody up to this room who wanted to. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just went through the numbers. Oh, wow. And as he's going through, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see a little bit. He got to the six and my body got like warm and sweaty. Really? And I was like, what? He just, he's talking about me to all these people. Like mm. I just got Super nervous. The narrative version of learning the Enneagram versus the test version, which is kind of what we're right. doing here is letting people hear what an experience is like for a six. Right. So when you heard that experience of as a six, when he described it, you went, oh, that's my That's life. everything. Like, how does he know everything about me? Oh, wow. Because we knew, we had known Chris maybe a year at that yeah. point. Not very long. Yeah. And hadn't spent a lot of quality time around him. So he didn't know me to know all of that. Right. It was crazy. Probably the biggest thing that I've learned from the Enneagram and the Six, and it's just really fun. It's really fun. And allowing it, fun. it not to be the gospel. Like I'm yeah. not reading something yeah. and being like, oh, that's that's truth. That's not true. Yeah. It's also not predicting your future. No. Right. But that's where it goes is that allowing it to be like the future is God's territory. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is a huge reminder for myself is that the future and what that is God's territory. Sure. Today is is the present and being being able to be there and to experience it and not miss it. Yeah. And that's just really just really a, a very peaceful comforting. Yeah. Letting the Enneagram help you with who you want to become but not predicting who you become yeah. necessarily. Yeah. And it just yeah. kind of it's it almost becomes red flags of like oh I'm drifting again. Yeah, like I'm right. doing that unhealthy thing again. And then it just it allows me just kind of like stop and then get realigned yeah. back on what is truth. Yeah, that's good. Have What's you heard that, Seth say the Enneagram shows us nine variations of the divine that get distorted mm. into nine variations of the human condition? Oh, no, that's good. Seth Abram? Yes. Yes. Read it one more time. The Enneagram shows us nine variations of the divine that get distorted into nine variations of the human condition. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you just have to go back to those, like, the holy ideas, the virtues. Do you know anything about that? Six is holy strength. Like yeah. we have that in us. Yeah. And we have courage in us. Yes. That's our true self. Mm-hmm. 
what happens is that we get coping mechanisms in this box and then we get paranoid or fearful or yeah. and we don't have to be that. We know that God didn't make us that way. Yeah. So when the fear gets loud for you about, particularly in our friendship, I know uh, what I have observed, so correct me right. if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is that raising your girls is a place that sometimes there's fear that comes into that about their safety and how this is going right. and all these things. Right. I'm sure there's other areas, but that's the one I see up close mm-hmm. as part of your family mm-hmm. system. What's the, for a six, how do you fight that? How do you fight those stories? Um, if they're all the time, that is just so sad. Yeah, I give a lot of that to God. Yeah. Um, and I also know that I can't keep right. that. Like, I don't, in parenting, I've I've had to really do a lot of work on not projecting my anxiety onto them. Mm. So I do a, and, and David, obviously having an eight as a partner is actually really helpful for that because he pushes them and I have to really sit back and well, say, he's like, yeah, jump off the high dive. You can do right. it. And you're like, I've seen the end of the story. They're going to land on their right. head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. But I just have to step back and trust that like, I can't do everything mm-hmm. to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. I can do my best to prepare which I do. Yes, you do. I love it. It's amazing. (laughs) Well, how is it different as a dad versus a mom? Because your wife's a two, so she's helpful, but you're the one who's like, yeah, it's, uh, I love what you said. I can definitely resonate with I bet you have a first aid kit in your glove box, in your purse. Well, yeah, I keep band-aids and things. Yeah. (laughs) Her face is like, obviously. (laughs) Do you not? But, it, it is so true because I can, man, there's like so many stories to the fact of just like somebody turning around in my driveway. I'm like, it's a kidnapper. Yes. Like they're chasing. Uh, why are my, they do, why would they do that? Yeah. Like some. <laughs> you guys. Come thank on. you. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so, feel so it's, welcomed into your brain right now. Yes. One, and I've had people stop to take pictures of my house because my house is a, it doesn't look oh, normal no, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, the are you real, I go out my house? Driveway. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? They're like, hey, sorry, we're just a appraiser. Your right. house looks like. And I'm like, get out of here. Like, I'm taking a picture of your driver's license and your, your, <laughs> your car, li- right? Your license, your license plate. plate. Yeah. It's oh, no, but so oh, as a dad, like you, you live in that and you just, especially there's kind of a difference. Like if we're out, you know, it's like all the time, I'm just like willing through these scenarios uh-huh. of like, Somebody's going to take my kid or my kid's going to wander mm. off. Are they going to get hurt? Are they safe? And then at home, it even like it really creeps in at home. I'm like, okay, only play in the backyard. You can't go in the front yard type mm, thing. Too. Like, unless I'm with you and then make sure you wear your helmet. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, I never wore a helmet. Like, yeah. Right? It's, I, mean, I don't think I owned one as a kid. Yeah. yeah. it's And mm-hmm. I'm like, who am I? Like, am I robbing them of their childhood? But it really, oh. I think the biggest truth is when God really, like, really put me in check and saying, those, those are my kids. Right. Those are you. Oh, is that you, what he said to both? Oh, of you? Yeah, yeah. Like one, one day I was about to break, and it was those are those are my kids that he has allowed me the opportunity to be able to to steer their hearts mm-hmm. to him. But in all, like he's, the, I'm not going to protect them. And it's really, my wife and I talk about this because this is probably the greatest thing the Lord has taught us about parenting is that we're not always going to be there to protect them, right. and we're not always going to be there to give them the answers. But if we can point them past us being the heroes mm-hmm. to him, then we're no, that's good. When we're not there, then it's going to be okay. Because if we can just teach them to look to him, yeah. then it, it really cuts. He will protect you. He will help you. He will. We will try protecting mm-hmm. and helping. <laughs> I will fail every time. And I do yeah. I do fail so often. But yeah, it's we laugh about it. It's this like their safety, you know, and you know, we, we laugh about going to a restaurant, looking at the exits and things like that. Is that's a real like I live in that, like everywhere yeah. we go. And then I'm always thinking about like their safety financially as the dad. So directly <laughs> as the dad, you know, I'm thinking of like, oh, wow. do they have enough money? Do they have the things they need? Do they, even though my wife does an amazing job of like being the boots on the ground to get those things. I, I just constantly want to make sure that I'm providing enough for them to be yeah. able to to have what they need to be safe. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Money makes you safe. That oh, yeah. Oh, the Whoa. bigger my savings account, the safer I feel. And let me tell Yikes. you, that is a lie from Satan. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. The, the idea that money... I don't think anybody falls in love with money on purpose. I think they fall in love with safety. The yep. safety of money. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Because that, you know, Jesus says that whole thing about it's the love of money that's the root of evil. I, mm-hmm. I think it's very rare that it's someone who's like, living so bougie and loving that. I mean, they're 
examples of that on TV, but my day-to-day friends, it is far more like, this makes us feel safe. I love mm-hmm. it because it makes us feel safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tell me tell me something you got on your notes there. You got so many notes, Kate. I do have so many. I mean, I've well, got my questions, These are just my, too. like... These are just my notes. To the answers to the questions. Well, no, well, no just in life. Oh. Like, I, I take okay. notes. Can I? You just take notes. Yeah. Like, do you, do you write? Do you journal? Like, I do. Are you, uh, I do. I'm trying I to get. I six thing. I'm trying to get better at that. Have you heard? Susan Stabile talks about this and how sixes should journal every day about yes. their fears. Yes. And then at the end of the month, they should go back and check to see how many of those came true. And if they did. Yeah. How did you handle them? Because most likely you handled them. Mm. Like so nothing, is that what you, you keep a journal with you and just kind of write down things as I, they happen? I try to do that. Uh, it's not great. But David and I go over those. Yeah. Like he checks in. What's going on with you? How can I? He's a doer, yeah. right? And so sometimes I just need him to not do and listen and let me verbally get it out. Yeah. And I feel better verbally. You know, like speaking fear, it, it's not as... Um, powerful anymore Mm, mm. in my um, experience. But I did write this down. Yeah. Uh, Naranjo says this. uh, Sixes doubt themselves and then doubt the doubt. Oh, wow. What would that look like? How does that play out? Does that ring true to you too, Josh? Yeah. Definitely self-doubt is a huge thing. It's just believing in myself, being able to do it. I think on the other side of that, it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, right. Like I did it. Right. Yeah. But um, like I'm you sti- worry about something and then that it didn't happen. No. So you have to remember, like sixes have a hard time remembering the victories. Because mm. are you past focused? Um, well, uh, that like orientation to time. That, uh-huh. We're remember. actually present. Oh, present. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but we have a hard, so we just go on to the next. Mm. So instead of remembering, actually that worked out. That's another thing we should be journaling about too probably it's like when something goes well that we didn't think would go well yeah writing that down and remembering it okay what why did you ask about the journaling in the first place well so it caught my eye because it's a thing that that i do and you you mentioned this earlier but probably one of like the best practices i have is i'll wake up early in the morning i try to get up before anybody else gets up it just being it's hard with a 10 week old crazy um (laughs) But being able to just go sit on the back porch with a cup of coffee and just write down everything that's on my, and it's just very kind of bullet point, like Uh. things that, like I wake up and um, there are just so many things that are in my mind that it's overwhelming. Like Mm -hmm. I wake up, this sounds so messed up to say it, I wake up anxious, but I don't know why I'm anxious. (laughs) Yeah, 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 of course. (laughs) Totally. We're like best friends. That's right. But I wake up anxious and then I just need, I know that the, I know that I need this and I have to do it. So I just get alone and then I'll just write down and then I just pray just Uh, through a cup of coffee and I'm just praying. I've written it. And there's this freedom that I've just like put it on paper and then I'm like, I mean, you could burn it, throw it away, whatever, but I've just kind of like released it and let it go. And then I've given it to the Lord and then I, but when I don't do it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Oh, it's so day one, I feel it. Day two, my wife fills it. Yeah. And day three, everybody else in my world fills it. Mm. And they're like, what is wrong with you? And the truth is just like, I didn't get right with the Lord first right. thing. And I don't even know where this stuff comes from. The the song, the song yes. is about the... Um, it, it played in the background of this very episode. Oh, it's freakishly accurate. The whole yes. like, I dream that the I was floating and they was going to let me go. And then yeah. where the, I, that's pretty much every morning when I wake yeah. up and I'm like, I'm a psychopath. Like, I don't, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Like what in the world? Where does this come from? Yeah. It's amazing how Ryan O'Neill was able to embody every number so beautifully in the lyrics and in the song. He is so talented. And the artwork. Oh, and the artwork. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. So let's, let's, you wake up with anxiety just about every day. Or some version. You you wake up yeah. and you th- where I wake up and go, what's going to be fun today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wake up and go, what's going to burn to the ground today? Yeah, like like I'm better what at is, that now. But what is the big? I think it it's it's what is the biggest thing that is out of control in my mm. life? That's probably like the biggest threat. Like it's unsafe. Yeah, like the code biggest, yellow. What's the code yellow yeah, that's out there? Like what needs to be tamed? And mm. for me, it's what have I like with four kids. They have so many activities. Summertime is great for me because yeah. we try not to do many camps or anything like yeah. that. Um, this is why we 
I really wanted a pool so we could yeah. be home and chill, and I like home. Yeah. But my thing is, oh, did I sign her up for that? Did I pay? Um, does she have all the stuff that she needs for fill in the blank? Yeah. Whatever. Mine is preparation. You're going through your yes. list as soon as you wake up. Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's a mom thing, but I do think, well, but if she doesn't do that, then this won't happen. You know, then right. it's the spiral. Right. Yeah. Tell me, what are you most proud of about being a six? How does this play out in a helpful way for you and your family and the community around you? Ladies first. Um, I think our loyalty. Mm. You and are our, such a loyal friend. I love and, so much. And um, I do think we sixes can be super courageous. Mm. Um, because you've already believe, dealt with all the fear in your mind. You've already gone as bad as it can go in your brain. Right. Um. But yeah, I uh, and I'm, I'm protective of my people. Mm. So that's what I most. Yeah. What do you think, John? Yeah, I could definitely resonate with all this. I think that when you asked the question, the first thing that came to mind was just um, preparation, mm -hmm. like like mad organization skills. Yeah. Like if you want to take you a wing trip, five or seven or both. both. I think it's a bird needs both. Yeah. yeah I'm both. I'm kind of depends on what day it is, yeah. what the situation is. So but healthy of you. Yeah. <laughs> well done. No, no, not really. It's all a front. That's right. Um, Hey, you're the one that walked in with the journal. I left mine hid in the car. I don't know. So maybe 45 know. minutes before yeah, we had to be minutes. here. So I think y'all balance out. Yeah. I was going to say. But just um, like I love planning. Like uh -huh. it's this weird thing. If we go on vacation or I do something, like I get super excited about the preparation, okay. like the making the list and getting the stuff and going to the store and thinking about, you know, all yep. these things than actually like doing the, the, the whatever I'm preparing for. Right. We are... Driving to Colorado on Friday. I started packing Sunday. Oh, wow. Had my list done on Saturday. And like the guest, I told the girls, don't go in the guest room. That's my space this uh -huh. week because uh -huh. I have everything. This is how many shorts you need. This is how many. I write down how many of each thing they need. And that's like part of the fun to you. This is like an enjoyable it's part. It's part of the fun so I'm not stressed Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That That's why it would be fun. It's not that it's fun. It just makes it less stressful for Thursday. Right. Yes. Are you a list maker? I am. Yeah. I love a list. I love a plan. Yes. If we have a plan. I feel good about it. Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. the time. Um, uh, that's mainly with children. Yep. Tell me about your life before kids. What? Where did all this energy point towards before kids? Ooh. Well, I was a kindergarten teacher before I had kids. Oh, right. So probably those kids. Yes. Yeah. I still liked a list. I still liked being prepared. I don't like being unprepared. Yeah. That's why I like. Quite, like not that I need to know everything, yeah. But I do. I don't want to be caught um, surprised. Are you always listing, Josh? Yeah. Oh, On I, your phone, what's yes. your yeah wonder list? Oh, oh yeah, you just tear see? it up. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I have a list for everything, and there's there's freedom in a list because one is I put it down and then I can forget about it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like think, keep it in the back mm -hmm. of my mind. Yeah. So that goes back to what I said earlier. That helps me to be more present. Yeah. In, like right. where I'm at. Yeah. And then also that it helps me just to stay organized, and I feel more. I don't know if I have control issues with it, but I just feel better when I'm organized. Mm -hmm. And probably being unorganized is th that's my kryptonite. Like if I That's what I was going to ask you. Nothing is worse to me than when I feel... I'm not prepared. When yep. you feel unprepared. Un, look at this. Unprepared. Yep. You feel the Lost. same thing. Nothing is worse yeah. to me than when I feel unprepared. Yeah. Really? In or every there's bad situation. leadership somewhere like in an organization <laughs> that really bothers me too. Really? Yeah. But I mean, that is a version of feeling unsafe. Right. Bad leadership. Mm -hmm. But I'm interested that both of you said unprepared versus unsafe. Yeah. Because, because being prepared makes me feel safe. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You can't control feeling unsafe. You can control being prepared. Yes. Yes. Ah, One, yes. Wow. I can because it's in my it's in my hands. Right. Yeah. Right. But this is also. I mean, there was a very long where it's unhealthy. Like, I mean, I could speak from. I'm trying to say these things from being in a more healthy place, but right. definitely like it's out of control. Like I felt like my life was out of control before I realized like, oh, I just need to write these things down. Oh, what I just did that look like? We wouldn't have and, seen it, would we? It had been on your head? No, no, no. It would all be in my head. Anxiety. Mm -hmm. Anxiety. Like you said kindergarten. So I remember uh, the first day of school all the way to college, 
uh, first day of Kate's a job. With us too. Were you nervous? Oh, to so nervous. I didn't even want to go. I, I was cried like, every day of elementary. Every day. The high first five. day of ele- yes. elementary school, I cried. I was like, Mom, don't make me do this. Yeah, please. Why? Because you just didn't know. I don't know. New this is, things. I, I don't know. <laughs> is the who's, teacher going to be oh, nice? Who so is? Much. Who's my teacher? Who's going to be Am my I class? Am I going to read aloud the first day of school? Please don't make me read out loud. Oh. Reading out loud. Oh, what terrible memories. <laughs> wow. Yes. It was just the but, first day of school all the way to college. Like, right. it was so. I never had my kids in kindergarten read out loud. Because you just you're, couldn't do it to them. You're a no. better teacher yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are better for it. Wow. So what made you... As an adult, how does that play out bravely? What does it look like now when you find yourself, this is the first day of something? Yeah. What do you say to yourself that makes you go? Uh, and how did y'all both get married? How do you go on dates? <laughs> how do you go on first dates as a six? Uh, it, it was, yeah. With fear and trembling, it wasn't, the Lord says. It wasn't. Right. Uh, I know my wife's listening to this. I love you, honey. But it wasn't. We don't have this like beautiful, clean, like... I saw her and I asked her on this date and I took her on this beautiful, everything was like perfect. No, it was like a train wreck. Like it was like really? stumbling in a forward posture the whole time, just moving wow. forward. It was just really bad. And there's so many things I would want to do different. Y'all were young. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it, it's just fear, like just anxiety and it becomes paralyzing. Mm. And then you finally hit a point to where you're like, I'm going to step into this because I don't like where I'm at. Right. And you know, it's a de- it's not like this one clean story. God has definitely been a work in progress. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely been working on me. But really just arriving at a place. So, so here's the answer to your question. Here's what I ask myself. When I think of something and when I stop and I don't I don't want to move forward, the question I ask myself is, is how big is my God? Mm-hmm. Like how big is my God? And and I have to... God have is to, bigger than the boogeyman, as he really Betty is. Tell says. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's really what I have to step into is, is he... Do I truly believe that he is bigger than fill in the blank? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you know what your subtype is? No. So I'm a one-to-one. So, yeah, I'm a so one there's to one. three different subtypes. This is next level for Enneagram people, but every number has three different kind of under types that kind of explain more about your behavior. It's one-to-one or sexual, social, and, self, and, self and self-preservation. Pres- yeah. And so you're I'm a one-to-one. I'm one-to-one, so I, I push boundaries. So I... To see if they're safe? I do to see if people are safe, to see if organizations are safe. Yeah. But I also um, look more aggressive. Than so, a lot of sixes. So yeah. what it, um, it is aggression first mm. and then the fear comes. Oh, wow. Whereas like a, I think that's like a counterphobic thing though. Mm. So I'm also counterphobic. Okay. So if something is fearful to me, I would just want to do it to get it over with. <laughs> right. Just I'm just right? going to jump off this bridge. But like that's, I think that's something that's happened to me as I've gotten older and more yeah. sure of myself sure. just in my being. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. Like being a six as a kid is definitely different than being six right. as an adult. Like as a kid, it's a lot of fear, anxiety, uh, not to go in it, but like I grew up with divorced parents. So there was so much of like unknown. You too. And there's so much anxiety mm-hmm. because nothing is stable. Like right. there's nothing that is safe. And what you think is safe ends up not being safe. Like something mm-hmm. plays out right. later mm-hmm. that kind of rocks that. So yeah. you're just, you're really just tossed all over the place. And when, when you think of that and really not having an anchor until, you know, having a relationship with the Lord and growing in that. And then that gives you that, that anchor that you need. So as an adult, and I think I don't know if this is true for you, but a lot of times when you have victories, then you can remind yourself of that. It is very mm-hmm. hard to remember that. But you're like, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, that ha- that you must say that to yourselves a lot. I've done mm-hmm. this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Like, I'm way overthinking it. Mm-hmm. But then it goes, it's like I'm repeating myself, but it goes back to that cycle. It's a cycle is like something, you're thinking about something, then you begin to write these stories of these worst case scenarios mm-hmm. to the point of like being here doing a podcast. Like all weekend, I'm just thinking of how horrible it is that right. we're going to be in here. I'm stressing out about like what time to leave, what to wear. It's a podcast. Right, right. <laughs> like, no one I'm, knows that you don't have a shirt on. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm, and I'm like, because it's just all these yeah. like elements in the story. And Kate was doing that too. She just has my right. fo- had my phone number at the time. You did too. You just didn't use it. Kate yeah. just told me. I think that is the scary thing though, because sixes need time to process, or mm-hmm. at least that's true for me. Yes. Yeah. I want to be able to process it in my own time. And so the, a podcast, something that's live, real, it's happening right now, is very scary. Because mm-hmm. what if I, 
I'll probably go back in my car and go, oh, man, I could have said that differently. Mm. Or I probably shouldn't have said it that. You know, like. Y'all like ones. I'll, ones are kind of like that. So when, when at the one podcast. Yeah. Totally. I was like, whoa. I told, I stopped. I was like, I text Chris. I was like, uh-huh. uh, am I a one? Uh, what's happening? <laughs> like, and I there was a second six in the comments us. who started asking our one guests, are you sure you're a one and not a six? Well, so I think they um, can be, what are, like when you get mistyped or whatever. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that's because the ones have an inner critic and the sixes have a committee. That's right. You have a committee in your head. Does yes. it feel like Inside Out? Does it feel like there's multiple <laughs> bit, voices? Yeah. yeah, that movie r- wrecks me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Because do you hear different tones of voices like an Inside Out? Like a nice one no, and a fiery one and a. No, no. no. I think it's um, probably the biggest thing was being able to learn, like naming the emotions and then being able to process them. And what it does going, thinking about like Inside Out is just being able to put a name to it. Like I'm feeling that, like oh. I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel this fear or sad. And a lot of times, like, if you don't have um, a vocabulary for naming, yeah. then the whole thing's, like, just, it's messy and it's muddy. And you can't really, like, pick out what's going on to be able so to. So it diffuses right. when you give it a name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, you can be like, okay, I'm feeling fear, right? Or yeah. I'm, I'm angry. And then just figure out, like, well, why? And why? then, yeah, like, why? And then stepping into it, like, what is truth? Uh-huh. Yep. And That's then, like the worst thing someone can say to me when I'm going like kind of crazy is it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You're fine. It's no, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, no, 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 no. Can we process why? Like if you, if you stopped and said, well, why are you feeling that way? Um, what is that? Yeah. And not necessarily what can I do, but like, let's just talk through that. You feeling? Yeah. Then it makes it better. But like, wow. don't like, I would say, don't say to a six, calm down. It's fine. Everything's mm, gonna be fine. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very, that's very like a slap in the face. Yeah. It's been oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, it's it's what I'm hearing when she just it said that. What I heard is like, what you're feeling doesn't matter. Yes. So move on. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And I'm like, no, this is what it matters. So for, here, from a, a six to all the parents listening, <laughs> biggest favor that you could do, other than teaching them about Jesus, is help them to be able to name their emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I, as a kid, I think about so much that I dealt with that I was like, man, if I had just known what to call that yes. and, to, and to be able to verbally be like, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true for for fours and sevens are easy to mix up as little kids, Suzanne Stabile says, because we have so many feelings inside and we don't know how to talk about them. Oh. And so for a long time, fours and sevens look just alike until they start acting either like a nanny or like a normal person who's quiet and has feelings, well, and, you know, like a Matt or Marissa. Who wait, wait, you're saying fours are normal? Yeah, they are, everybody's normal is the truth. <laughs> right. But yeah, you're exactly right. Can we teach children how to say their feelings? Yes. And using a book like What Am I Feeling to kind of walk them through like, oh, here are the names. Yeah. Has that helped you too, Kate, to kind of like, here is what I'm feeling. Here's right. why I'm feeling it. Yeah, naming it definitely gives it less power, I think, yes. especially if it's fear. Yeah. It's just like when you're organizing your things. It feels, when your room's a mess, it feels like a disaster that you're never going to be able to clean. And then once you get going, Mm -hmm. it settles itself. Yeah. Because everything has a place. Everything has a place. That that process, what you just named, would be sitting down and writing out. Mm -hmm. That's clean in your emotional room. Spot on. Wow. Okay. Hey, friends, just interrupting Kate and Josh for just a second to tell you about our friends over at Third Love. I had the funniest thing happen a couple of weekends ago when I was teaching at a church. A woman walked up to me and said, you're a bigger part of my life than you realized. And then she (laughs) showed me her bra strap because she was wearing a Third Love bra. I love mine as well. The great thing about Third Love is they have perfect fit. They use data points generated by millions of women who've taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and premium feel. And they have more sizes than most other brands. They offer more than 70 sizes. And the thing about Third Love and their sizing is that they don't just create new sizes by scaling its existing measurements up or down. They fit each cup size on at least 20 different women with different body types and shape to ensure its new styles are comfortable and beautiful at an I cup as they are at an A cup. 
And for larger sizes, Third Love also adds premium touches to ensure the bra is stronger where you need it, such as wider straps or more substantial hook and eye closure, while still keeping proportions and silhouettes in mind. All the details and fabrics remain the same, and they've been tested on hundreds of women and loved by millions. While other brands charge more based on sizing, at Third Love, bras cost the same no matter the size. Same comfort, same perfect fit, same fabric, same style, same price, no matter what the size. And y'all know I love the Fit Finder quiz. It's so simple. It takes like 60 seconds. And over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's fun. It takes less than a minute. And and shape really matters when you're finding a good fitting bra. And Third Love helps you identify your shape and size and finds the style that fits your body. It is the most comfortable bra I own. The straps don't slip and the labels are tagless. No itching. Lightweight, super thin memory foam molds to your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every one of my girlfriends out there. So right now they are offering you guys 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now for your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 15% off today. And then next time we're in the same place, you show me that strap and tell me that you're also wearing your new Third Love bra. Okay, back to Josh and Kate. Okay, so tell me when in your spiritual lives, what do you need God to be or what do you need him to say to you to, yeah, what do you need from God? Uh, that he has me in the unknown. Mm. That I'll, like, he has me so I yeah. don't need to worry. I don't know. It's like not being anxious for the future because he has that. Sure. So in all the unknown things, right? you just need him to keep reminding you, right. I've got this. Yep. You're not unseen to me. Like he'll provide the safety that yeah. I need in the uncertainty. Yeah. There's this, uh, I'm going to look up this scripture. I read this yesterday and it was like so moving to me. It was Ecclesiastes 11.5. This is in the message version. Just as you'll never understand the mystery of life forming in a pregnant woman, so you'll never understand the mystery at work and all that God does. I was like, that is so like... Mm-hmm relieving to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, we don't understand all of this. Right. Did, what, what do you need God to say to you, Josh? Yeah. I, I mean, you said it so well is just being able to, to be reassured that, that he has it. Mm-hmm. And I think the verse, um, you know, I'm not all about like life verses or anything. The, the whole Bible is a life verse, but uh, Proverbs three, five and six, mm. that is Man. Can you say it to us, or do you want me to look it up? Oh, no. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not mm-hmm. on your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all you do, and He will show you what path to take. And that's really yeah. it. That's the that's point of the future is if if I will seek the Lord, He'll take care of everything in the future. Mm. Like if I, with all my heart, and that's where it really, I have to filter out this, am, am I truly all my heart, or am I holding on to some of these fears that I'm not even being vulnerable with God wow. about, like, I'm not but confessing. that's the doubting in me, too, about, like, do I actually believe what I think I believe? Mm. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really... Yeah, because what if the maybe a spin-out could be, what if this God I believe in isn't real and my whole safety is wrapped up in this guy? Yeah. Right. Does that ever happen? I would imagine that. I mean, I'm taking it way extreme. No, no, I'll go, Israel, I'll go there with you. Yeah, I'll go there with you. I mean, even as a, a pastor, before God called me in the ministry, um, there was a season where I was like, do, do I really believe this? Like, mm-hmm. do I really believe? So what I did was I, I went backwards and through mm-hmm. just kind of my faith and just said of somebody telling me about it and just taking it for, okay, mm-hmm. like I just started debunking. Like I was trying, between me and God, I was trying to prove that God was not real. So I just went through this kind of Kate, and then I arrived at where I was like, "Yeah, I got nothing." So and you I, did the thing Kate was talking about of like I jumped off the cliff, like I t- yep. like I looked my worst fear in the face, and I ran straight for it, yeah. and I found out there was nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Right? But on the other side is freedom. Mm. There's so much freedom mm-hmm. in that. I was like, I've been there, done that, yeah. and I have no doubt. Like right, and no now you doubt. don't question like my husband no. is a he questions professionally God, theology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. just yeah. things, right? Yeah. And I don't as much, and it almost mm. kind of makes him frustrated a oh, little wow. bit because I'm like, I don't need to do that right. anymore. I believe. Right. I believe it deep in my bones. But his eightness wants to keep on. But he yeah. also wants to t- 
talk about it and d- argue it and discuss it. And, yeah. and I say, yeah, you can go do that with Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's a five. He's so a he's done the, five. or is he a four? Uh, I think Josh. he's a four. Maybe he's a four. Sorry, sorry. A five wing. He's a four with a five with wing. With a That's strong right. yeah. five wing. Wow. So looking from God to the people around you, mm-hmm. what is it we can say? I mean, y'all know my goal for these shows is I want people to love sixes better. I want sixes to love themselves better and feel understood, but I want people to love God, others, and themselves better. I want them to do the greatest commandment here. So what does it look like for other people to love sixes really well? Be consistent. What does that look like? What do you mean? Just show up? I think like, or like being trustworthy, be safe, consistent. Yeah, I think that's part of safeness. Yeah. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah. I, d- I think mine, and I think it goes along with what you just said. Mine is just be honest. Right. Direct and honest. Yeah, just is, just be like I value like one on one vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like just having um you know, a conversation with someone. And I know that they're genuinely present and they're honest with me. Yeah. Because if I can see your heart, then I've I feel like I know you and then I feel that I can be with you. You know, I can, yeah. I think it would roll into like, I feel safe, you know, because I'm not on this height and like, right. like, who are you? Do you, do you want something from me? Yeah. Do y'all um, fear betrayal like eights do? Very much. Yeah. Okay. Like if I don't know you, my first thought is what do you want from yep. me? If someone gives me a compliment, I'm like, why do they say that? Yeah. <laughs> what are Take they? Take a picture of that license plate. Like, what do they want from me? But I do have a hard time like. Our friend Fakayo, yeah, he he's also a six, uh-huh. and so he reminds me. He's like, take the compliment, say thank mm. you, be gracious. Like he yeah. reminds me of that all the time, which I'm very thankful for because yeah. I can go. What? Wait, what? Why do you like my outfit? Yeah, or, yeah. you know, like I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I do think too. Um, not judging us for our anxiety or like overreacting to us overreacting, like just sitting and listening to us and letting us get through our process mm. um, is super helpful for me with friendship. Yeah, I think, so I think for a six is you can really be, you can really be labeled as like negative or right. a pessimist. And we're not. When, okay, I'll tell you a story real Go. quick. The yeah, true story. Have to be quick. Uh, this was, I don't know, last week or something. And my wife and I are having one of those, like, she's driving home and I'm driving home in separate cars. So we're talking on the phone kind of thing until we yeah. get in the driveway. So, um, which is really cute, but it's we, really cute. Yeah. Well done. We, uh, it's, a co- it co- it's coping with a life that's busy, but well done. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> it's impressive. is. impressive. We're in survival mode. Yeah, that's right. Lot, that's right. <laughs> But we, uh, so where we live, we live in a neighborhood that is surrounded by um, farms and growth around Nashville is just ridiculous. And uh, one of the farms sold, right? And then there's another farm. So this is all, this is, this is how it goes. Yeah. We're talking on the phone and I drive by the farm and I was like, oh, I I heard that this other farm sold and they're going to turn it into a subdivision. So there's another thousand houses. So my wife makes one, she says, man, we should just sell our house and move out to the country. Here's where it goes. Okay. Here's where the six kicks in. Immediately, I'm like, our house isn't ready to sell. I have all these to-do things I need to do. And then, oh, if we sell our house, then we're going to have to move to the country and land costs a lot. And then schools are really bad out when you get in the sticks. But I grew up in the sticks and I turned out okay. But then uh, I'm going to have to drive further to work. But now do I need to get a new car with better gas mileage? Oh, if we live on a farm. (gasps) No. Oh, it keeps going. So now I have to buy a tractor because I have to like take care of this land. Mow the lawn. And then like, do I have the money to like fix a tractor? I remember how to drive a tractor because when I was a kid and it's just... It doesn't to the all she said was a a comment that she probably doesn't even remember saying. Right, right, right. It's like, right. oh, we should just sell our house and move out to the country. And I've already I'm overwhelmed right now because right. I feel like I have to solve all these yes. things. Mm-hmm. It's it can be mm-hmm. exhausting. And That's and shocking. I need a minute. Like I need a minute. David wants to do like he comes up with a new idea that, and he's like, we're gonna do it. I'm like, can I can I have a minute? Like two days yeah. to like think about it and like yeah. go through those things, but also like calm myself down a little bit because my mind does the exact same thing. Yeah, it's or, or she'll, I mean, you sold your car in right. ten seconds. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. No, it's it's so. And then there's things like like we'll talk about something and it will be a very good decision. Like it's something that we need to do for the betterment of our family. Mm-hmm. And I I love my wife for that. Like I love that that is her gift. 
but where I immediately go is how much does it cost? Mm. Like, is it, is it a good deal? Like, can we afford it? Do we, and it's this very like realist kind of thought yeah. and it comes out before I can like filter it out and then it becomes like negative. Like, right. like why, why are you so negative? Why are mm-hmm. you being negative mm-hmm. when I'm just, we actually want everything to turn out well. Right. Like, I'm just thinking of it. Yeah, you don't think everything's going to be terrible. You really hope it'll be good. We, we no. hope it will be good. all the way the to. first words out of my mouth happen to be negative. So, yeah. Whereas, like, ones do that because they're trying to guardrail everybody and help you do it right. Y'all are doing it because you genuinely want to prepare for that, but hope that's not what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. And it's just kind of, so I think you can really, as a six, I think you can really be labeled as, like, you're negative or you're, you're kind of a pessimistic yeah, yeah. wow mm-hmm. do you feel that from people a lot uh yeah yeah well being aware of it it can it can i can kind of like filter it back mm-hmm. and like it may pop up in my mind but mm-hmm. having wisdom not to say it but then when i'm at home is my safe right. place so right. it's where i'm the most vulnerable i say david sees that more than yes. other people do ah, yes sure. my um, wife sees it way more than anybody else because I'm not feel, I'm completely relaxed around her. When you were single, did anybody see that or did it was it just in your head? In my head mainly. Probably yeah. my sister, my mm-hmm. mom, they would have gotten the closest version to see that but, the negativity. But for those of us who would be in love with a 6, live with a 6, be partners with a 6, possibly we're the might be the only people who see you mm-hmm. at code green right which le- makes you yes. feel vulnerable which you, we can actually see the deepest yeah because i had someone last night tell me she was like you're not anxious and she's known me for 14 years yeah she's like i don't think of you as an anxious person yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah because i don't i've done a lot of work so i don't look yeah. anxious yeah um but also it's in here mm-hmm. i don't let too many people yeah. into the crazy. Yeah, into the spiral of selling your car. Right. Yeah. Because when, when he was saying all that, I was like, yeah, that yeah. all makes sense. I mean, yeah, I totally sense. hear how that, I mean, I, I connect with how that happened. I just, that doesn't happen in my, that happens mm-hmm. in my brain once a year mm-hmm. or once a month maybe. Mm-hmm. That happens in your brain every 35 minutes. Right. Yo, do, do you imagine like car crashes too? Oh, yeah, it's. Like when you're driving? Because yes. I did, I told, when Ryan asked me about this, he was trying to get into the sixth brain. I was like, yeah. yeah, I mean, when I'm driving, I imagine, well, what what would happen if that guy didn't stop at the stop sign? Yep. And then this would happen, mm-hmm. and then this, and then... Uh, driving here, driving here today, I did that. A car <laughs> flew by me. Right. And I don't know, it looked like he was, like, racing with another guy uh-huh. going down the interstate. They were driving, like, crazy. And in my mind, I was like, what if I would have gotten hit uh-huh. by that? Mm-hmm. I did not show up to do the podcast. Right, right. And nobody knew whatever happened to me. And then I'm in the hospital and right. it's, and then here I was like, it's summer break and I don't get to hang out with my kids. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah you worked it all the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Just driving here. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's non. I, I actually do that too. I think that's a little bit of my six wing where I can go mm-hmm. like driving over a bridge. I can be like, I know exactly what it would look like for this right. car to go in the water. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. don't do that. that don't do that. Help. Yeah. Doesn't help. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I'm a pretty um, it may help. safe driver because of that. Oh, I'm yeah. very aware of everything yeah. going on around me. So I'm aware of where that 18-wheeler is in front of me mm-hmm. and where he is behind me mm-hmm. and who's surrounding me. So if something does happen, maybe I could react to Yeah. So what can it. other people do? Just listen? Is listening to... the most helpful? Just yeah. to love you guys well. Yeah, probably... It's it's a personal thing. Like probably the the greatest thing that somebody can do for me is like when my wife and I are just sitting, just like being together, just sitting, uh, maybe a hug, and just just knowing that it's okay. Just letting you be. You know, say the reassurance from family and friends that we're good. Yeah, yeah. Like I do think I question two relationships a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just me or if that's uh-huh. a sixth thing. Yeah, but that's- just. Like, and so, like, we're good. Whether you're safe in them or not. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Yeah, like, it's, you're still in this with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I'm still in this with you. Yes, you. very much so. Like, I'll ask, it drives her nuts. She, I'm like, do you still love me? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mm-hmm. ask her all the time. I'll just, because I want to hear. When I just, you're joking or when no, something's gone wrong? No, or no, just no. Not, when like, you wake up? I'm just. Randomly. I'm just, just randomly checking. there. Yeah. We're sitting, oh, we're sitting gosh. on the back porch and 
our kids are playing in the yard and I'll just, I want to hear her say it again. Mm -hmm. And then okay. she'll say it and then it melts me. And, and you right. believe her. When well, then tomorrow you, you may need to hear oh, it yeah. again. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Right. Yeah. And wow. That's what David does say that his main goal is to make me feel like he loves me and he'll never leave. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a huge one. So I think if you are in a relationship with a six is helping that right there. Yeah. It's just reminding them that you are on their team, mm -hmm. that you are there, mm -hmm. and that you know, it's going to be okay. And I think it's important for people to hear that statistically in the world, sixes are the biggest, the largest number of people. Something like 46% that people they I've think are like sixes. I've heard different things. I've heard that that study was taken also like in a, within an organization maybe oh, or something. Okay. And so like that would draw sixes more. So I don't know oh, if that's like a real, okay. I don't so know. Be real. I don't know. Well, but, I just know when I, everybody's core question that they're asking is, am I going to be loved? Right. Except for sixes. Mm -hmm. Y'all are asking, am I going to be safe? Mm -hmm. Right. And so when I'm working on a sermon or when I'm working on a book, I'm making sure I'm answering those two right. questions. I do think in, in America, they may be true. I don't know yeah. worldwide. Oh yeah. Good. Let's, yeah, if right. that's true. Simplify it. You're right. Good. Right. Work. Good Maybe. work. Wait, thank you. Keeping us safe. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there anything we didn't say about sixes that y'all want to make sure we covered? That's an hour. We did it. They're great. Oh, wow. I mean, they're... Uh, <laughs> y'all are great. We are amazing. Yeah. We they're, keep the world going yeah. around, don't yeah. you think? Keep it uh, keep it prepared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep people taken care of. You and keep it going around because if it starts to break, y'all stop it. I think that it should be said so. that, that sixes are, are pretty fun. Yeah. I mean pretty witty. I mean, yeah, if I'm not, are. if I'm not stressed out, I have some pretty good if jokes. If you feel safe. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I can, I could, we could laugh together. Yeah. If I'm stressed, uh, it's, yeah, right. I'm not even talking. Code red. Cause I'm, I'm working the whole yeah. thing out in my head. Yeah. Okay. So when you're quiet, we should know that we're not necessarily in trouble. You're working things out in your head. Mm-hmm. But it's worth an ask to a six. Hey, oh, absolutely. are you quiet because of me? Or are you quiet because you're working yes. something out in your head? Yep. And for sixes listening, you need to answer honestly. It's because of you. I'm pissed at you. Mm -hmm. Or honestly, it's because, yep. yeah, yeah, thank you for understanding, but there's something going on in my head. I've just got to get this all the way down yeah. to the end. And being okay with that. Being mm -hmm. Like, hey, if I can help, then let me know. If Otherwise, not, I'll be I'll, over here. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Okay, so the last question we always, well, hey, thank you guys for doing this. Oh, you're the best. Um, it's really, I, I just am so honored y'all would take time and do this and feel safe here to do this. Feel yeah. code yellow to code green somewhere in that category. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's on the show gets a copy of Richard Goff's Ennea game. Oh, fun. So you can go home and play the Ennea game. Yes. The last question we always ask is, because the show's called That Sounds Fun, what sounds fun to you? Right this minute? Yeah, anytime. I mean, if I could be watching a sunset in Italy, okay. Tuscany, with like a oh, glass of wine, that would yes, be amazing. Come on. Red or white? Ooh. Who cares? Sunset, maybe white. Okay. Yeah, okay. then move into red. Yeah, okay. there you go. There yeah. you go. Work your way through the evening. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it is is just sitting, sitting on my back porch. Yeah. Just sitting and just being like birds are eating at the bird feeder mm -hmm. and the garden's growing and the sun's setting and it's just all is right in the world yeah, yeah. That's and great. i'm going to a dude ranch next week so that i think sounds fun to yeah me. yeah it is i've never fun. been to one so it's a little Which one are you going to? You, La wait, lost, lost valley, valley? oh me too i'm going in july yeah. i wish we were going the same week i love lost valley that's awesome well thank you guys so much for doing this i'm thank really you. grateful Oh, friends, tell me how you feel. I mean, just tell me how you feel listening to those sixes. I just had no idea what goes on in their minds. I'm just so grateful for all of our friends, particularly today, Kate and Josh, who were willing to come and like, you know, go code green with us and get vulnerable and tell us what it's really like to be an Enneagram six. I'm so, so thankful. If you know a six or love a six, make sure to send them the show so they can feel seen and loved by you. And if you are in a relationship with a six, married, dating, if it's your family members, if some of your best friends, I hope this show helps you love them, see them, and know them just a little bit better. If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. You know it. Annie F. Downs all over the place. F is for favorite because today the sixes are my favorites. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you might need me. That is how you will find me. And you know what comes after six, you guys? The Enneagram 7 show. And so on Thursday, our Enneagram 7s will be here and it is going to get fun. But make sure you subscribe because 
You know, we dropped a surprise episode last week with Kevin Madsen from Hey Dad. I love how much y'all enjoyed that show. And we have another surprise one this week too. I just couldn't wait. I just wanted you to meet my friend, Chef Corey Barrett. You may recognize that name because he just won Food Network's Spring Baking Championship. So that show is coming on Wednesday. Don't miss it. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. And then on Thursday, the Enneagram 7s get ready for a party. We're either going to laugh or cry. You'll just have to be here to find out. So go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Wednesday for Chef Corey and on Thursday for our Enneagram 7s. Y'all have a great day.